This is the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1-877-669-1292. And welcome to the Howie Silberger Show here on the True Talk Radio Network. We are live and you could call in. Number to call 1-877-669-1292. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Coming up after eight o'clock, we will be joined by my intrepid reporter from Toronto, Mr. Mark David, and our long-suffering producer, Sheldon Eric Fried. They will be on the show coming up after eight o'clock. This uh, this hour, we will be talking about a lot of stuff, and uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about is Jesse Smollett. Now, this is a guy whose name wasn't familiar to anybody, pretty much, uh, before last week. Nobody had ever heard of Jesse Smollett. And he was on some obscure show on Fox called Empire. I, I know it won a bunch of awards, but uh, I don't know how many people actually watched the show. But he was on this show, Empire. And um, the official story, and we'll go with the official story, and then I'll tell you what I think is really happening. The official story is that he wasn't happy with his salary. And so because he wasn't happy with his salary, he went and he uh, he created a hate crime against himself so that people would pity him and pay him more money for the work that he did. Now, does that sound ludicrous? <laughs> I know it does. Uh, but that is the story that they are peddling now because, of course, when a liberal is caught doing something bad, when a liberal is caught doing something immoral, or illogical, or, or just plain stupid. There always has to be an excuse. If a, if a conservative is caught doing something stupid, like Roseanne Barr, she is tossed off her show and ostracized from society. Uh, headlines, 5,000-word articles written about her and her racism and how horrible of a person she is and how she should never work in Hollywood again. When, when, when Roseanne sends out a tweet insulting a former Clinton aide, then suddenly all hell breaks loose and Roseanne is the public enemy number one, the devil incarnate. But when a guy like Jussie Smollett hires two people to attack him in middle of the night in middle of Chicago and tries to blame it on conservatives, he becomes a folk hero where everybody from politicians to Hollywood are bending over backwards trying to find an excuse for the guy. Not too many condemnations. He's still working. I, I know, I know. Empire took him off the last two episodes, but didn't fire him. They took him off the last two episodes of the show. He's still employed by the, by the show Empire. He is still a cast member. Unlike Roseanne, who was fired less than two hours after her tweet, Jesse Smollett who has been charged by the Chicago Police Department with a felony for falsifying a police report saying that he had a, a hate crime attack on him. In fact, he, he, he did it twice, two weeks in a row. So, so there are criminal charges against this guy. And his story has been totally debunked. Nobody believes him. And the two guys that he hired to attack him have admitted that he hired to attack them. 
And they found video footage. They found surveillance video footage of these two guys buying these masks and, uh, and red hats at a hardware store just before the attack. And Jesse Smollett is still employed by the TV series Empire. He wasn't fired. He was removed from two episodes. The hypocrisy is unbelievable. But we shouldn't be surprised. Because any time the media has an opportunity to bash a conservative or bash the president, they will. So the same, almost the same day, maybe a day later, uh, that the Jesse Smollett story was happening, there was another thing happening on the University of Berkeley. Uh, Charlie Kirk, he's a, he's a former actor who started an organization called Turning Point, has been uh, trying to recruit people. They're a conservative organization. They're conservative Christians. And they're trying to, and, and they speak the truth. They, they speak logic and they speak uh, truth. They don't buy into this whole, this whole intersectionality. They don't buy into this whole stupid uh, lefty thing that, uh, that's going on on campus these days where there's no genders and all that. They're, they're, they speak the truth. And so Charlie Kirk had one of his, uh, one of his people on the underground trying to recruit at the University of Berkeley. And he was approached, and he was he was approached, and he was physically attacked by three different people. One a vicious attack where he was smashed in the face a couple of times by a guy. Media didn't cover this at all. You didn't see one ounce of coverage on the media. So let me get this straight. And there was video. Video was uh, readily available. The only media that showed the video was Fox News. So so let's let's understand what's going on. So. Here, here we have two attacks the same week, or one real attack and one made-up attack. The real attack where there was video evidence to prove that the guy was attacked, and there's actually pictures of the guy who attacked him's face, and you should look that up on the internet. If you happen to know the guy, you should call the authorities because this guy should go to jail for this vicious attack on this poor kid who was, who was trying to pick up names for his organization. So it was a vicious attack on a kid on University of Berkeley's campus. No media coverage whatsoever, nothing. Barely a mention. Jesse Smollett, a, a, a no-time actor, no one's ever heard of the guy, claims that there was a racist attack with kids wearing MAGA hats who yelled, this is MAGA country, and beat him up because he was gay and he was black and he was allegedly Jewish. And you had wall-to-wall media coverage for three days. As the story started to unravel, more media coverage. Do you see the hypocrisy? Do you see the problem here? Uh, I see this as a huge problem. Do you, see, do you see the problem? Do you understand the problem? We're living in a time where, where certain people believe, including the media, that because you are a Trump supporter, because you wear a Make America Great hat, you are somehow an open target. And it's okay to beat you up. It's okay to lie about you. It's okay to ruin your lives. Just take a look at the poor kid, Nicholas Sandman, from uh, Kentucky, who, when he was with his students, with, with his school a few weeks ago, in Washington, was approached 
well, first they were they were harangued by these uh, these 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 black Christian morons who were screaming racial epithets at them. Then when that was done, they called themselves the black Israelites. <laughs> Israelites don't behave the way these guys behave. If they were actual Jews, they wouldn't be behaving that way. But okay, and they called themselves the black Israelites, and they were abusing Nick Sandman. And then uh, and then they were they were also abusing this this group of uh, of, of Native American Indians who were standing there. And then this, this Indian guy decided to walk up to Sandman and bang his drum in his face and chant in his face. And Sandman stood there. He's a 16-year-old kid. He stood there. He had no idea what the hell was going on. And he was just kind of looking a little awkwardly. And then he smiled a little awkwardly because what the hell else is he supposed to do? With this guy, this old man, banging a drum in his face for five minutes. And every media organization across North America called the kid a racist and a Nazi. Celebrities were tweeting that the kid should be beaten up and punched in the face. This is what we're doing. We're raising, we're raising the next generation to believe that there's only one idea, and that's my idea, and if you don't believe in what I believe in, I have a legitimate right to beat you up. Now think about this for a second, because this, this really is mind-blowing. How is this philosophy, this lefty philosophy? Now, there's a difference between lefties and liberals, so let's, let's not confuse them. Liberals you can still reason with, liberals you can still talk to. Lefties you can't. But how is this lefty philosophy where it's my idea or I get to beat you up and there's no repercussions for me beating you up and the media is behind me and... Uh, and, and, you know, tough on you. How is this lefty philosophy any different from the media's attitude and the world's attitude when it comes to the Arab-Israel conflict? Think about it for a second. I know, you know a lot of you out there are going to say, wow, what a stretch. But think about this for a second. For years, the Palestinian Authority, Hamas, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad, and all the other terror organizations have been perpetrating these false stories about Israel. That Israel's an apartheid state, that Israel runs the state like Nazis, that there's concentration camps in Gaza. All these crazy, crazy stories about Israel. And the media's picked them up like little lapdogs. They've picked up these stories and ran these stories in major newspapers, Chicago Times, the New York Times, the, uh, the uh, I'm sorry, the Chicago Tribune, the New York Times, New York Daily News. They've all run these stories. And people believe them. Israel's apartheid state is a, uh, is, is a huge, a huge arguing point for the left on campus and around the world. Anti-Israel people still use that trope, even though it's not true and it's been disproven a million times. You have gay people in a gay parade marching against Israel in a gay parade. Israel's the only country in the Middle East that allows gays in their country, that allows a gay parade in, Jeru- in Jerusalem. Yet you have gays marching against Israel. I guess they'd rather be in Saudi Arabia and thrown off buildings or hung in the center squares, in center of town squares in Syria. I guess they prefer that than the freedom they live in in Israel. And so, how is that different than what's going on in the States today when it comes to people who support Trump versus people who don't support Trump? There is no difference. Media bias is media bias. And left-wing media bias is always going to be left-wing media bias. 
So whether they're supporting the the Arabs, the KGB-created Palestinian Liberation Organization, or they are supporting uh, this 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 false this false crazy narrative that's happening in the states right now, where where there's no genders and no and and, and intersectionality, whatever they want to call it. Whether you're following one side or you're following the other side, there's no difference between media bias and media bias must be opposed by everybody all the time. We can't we can't sit quietly and allow the media to be as biased as they are. Because if we do, if we do that, then we are encouraging the next generation of haters to be growing up, growing up with hatred in their souls. This is why you are not going to have a peace deal in the Middle East. Because the Arabs were raised knowing, knowing they lot, it's a taught, it's a taught knowledge that Israelis are evil, the evil incarnate who stole their land and murdered their ancestors. This is what they're taught from the time they're a little baby, and they're indoctrinated to want to martyr themselves. So, so they're taught when they're babies, when they're little kids, they're taught, go and kill yourself for the states, and then, and then you have 70 virgins in, in heaven. It's a crazy philosophy. It's, it's absolutely insane, but this is what they do. How do you counter this? What do you do? What do you do to stop this? Is, is there a way to stop this? Is there a way to, to take this, turn it around, and make this better? No, of course, there always is. There always is. We have to hold our politicians, we have to hold our media, we have to hold people who provide information to the public accountable for what they do. This is the way to counter it. You have to hold people accountable for what they say and what they do. I have to tell you, I've been hosting this show for 22 years now, coming up to 23 years. And in those time, in that time, I've always been held accountable to everything I say, every syllable I utter on this show. I'm held accountable for. If I make a mistake, hundreds of emails tell me I made a mistake. If I say the wrong thing, letters, emails, you said the wrong thing, you gave the wrong piece of information. I'm held accountable on this show, and I've been held accountable on this show for the last 22 years, simply because I have a conservative right-wing point of view. If I was a lefty, and I did the same show as a lefty, and... I spewed out all this all this garbage that the left spews out, and I listen to it because we play a couple of left-wing shows here on True Talk Radio, and sometimes I have it playing in the background during the day, and I'm listening to the left-wing shows. And, and, and if I spewed out the crap that the left-wing spews out on the radio, nobody would ever hold me accountable. Nobody would ever come after me and say, hey, Howie, you're wrong. They would throw money at me. They would say, Howie, keep going. We love progressive radio. Keep going. Here's money, money, money. Make a business out of it. Nobody throws me money for conservative radio. Although I wish they would. Nobody does. And the reason for that is because society has bought into the concept that conservatism and that traditionalism and that tribalism and that nationalism is a bad thing. I remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe a couple of months ago, uh, Donald Trump said, the President of the United States said that he was a nationalist. And then suddenly, all the left-wing media went nuts. Oh my God, Donald Trump's a nationalist. He admits that he's a nationalist. Well, yeah, sure he's a nationalist. He's the President of the United States. If he wasn't a nationalist, why would he be president? If you understand what nationalism is, and if you understand the concept of being a nationalist, you would understand that Donald Trump would not have run for the presidency of the United States of America had he not been a nationalist. You can't call yourself a Zionist 
if you're not a nationalist. Zionism is Jewish nationalism. If you're not a nationalist, you can't be a Zionist. If, you, if you're not an American nationalist, then, then you wouldn't be running for the United States Senate, you wouldn't be running for Congress, you wouldn't be running for the President of the United States. Look up the word. Words have meaning. And just because, just because another group like white nationalists have appropriated the term nationalist doesn't mean that everybody who uses that term suddenly supports Nazism. It's a stupid argument, but it's an argument that's made over and over and over again by the left. It's a crazy argument. They take these words, these words that, that seem to be these horrific words. Oh my God, look at them. They're Nazis. And, and they twist the meaning of them. And they twist them around. They twist around the context and the meaning to make it sound like everyone's evil. It's not true. And we have to hold the media accountable. We have to hold the people who make this stuff up accountable. Just like Nick Sandman is, that kid from Kentucky. 16-year-old kid from Kentucky gets accused of, uh, we just spoke about it, just gets accused of, uh, of insulting, of uh, belittling, of mocking a Native American guy all over the news for a week. This kid's face, his name, his face, his school, slander, slander, slander. The kid is suing now. He's starting with the Washington Post, but he's going to sue 54 people, apparently. The kid is suing the Washington Post now for $250 million. I wish him well. I hope he wins it. Because his life is now ruined. The media has ruined his life for no reason. He didn't do anything wrong. But the media ruined his life. And why did they ruin his life? Because the internet. So now, Nick Sandman, picture this. Nick Sandman, who's 16 today, grows up. Now he's 26. He's graduated from law school. Now he wants to apply to be a lawyer in some prestigious law firm. And he goes and he puts his application to this law firm and the HR department of the law firm receives the application, takes a look at it and says, oh, Nick Sandman. Oh, wow, look at his CV. He has a great CV. Let's take a look at him. Uh, let's Google his name and see what comes up. And they Google his name and they see 500 tweets calling him a Nazi. 50 articles written by the New York Times, New York Post, saying that he belittled and he, he besmirched this, this Indian guy, that he's a racist, a misogynist racist, dumb Christian. All these articles slandering Nick Sandman. What is the law school going to do? Are they going to hire Nick Sandman to be a lawyer? Nick Sandman becomes a doctor. Let's say he's not a lawyer. He becomes a doctor, and he, he does the same thing. He puts his application into uh, 50 hospitals, and each one of the HR departments Googles his name. You don't believe me? Go ahead. Google the name Nick Sandman, two ends at the end of his name, and see what pops up. The kid's life is ruined at 16 years old because the media decided to perpetrate a lie, a hoax. So Nick Sandman's going to have a hard time finding a job when Nick Sandman gets old enough to get a job. Jesse Smollett, who created a hoax, he created a hate crime, he paid for it, gets a free pass. Roseanne Barr, who sends out a tweet, which may or may not have been racist, who knows, it didn't look very racist. 
People did interpret people interpreted it in one way, but really it didn't really look that way. Gets fired from her hit show and ostracized from Hollywood. Liberal bias all the way. If you want to read a good book, by the way, on liberal bias in Hollywood, on how Hollywood uh, perpetrates the liberal point of view, uh, you should um, you should uh, buy Ben Shapiro's book. It's called uh, Hollywood Propaganda. It's called Hollywood Propaganda. It's a good book. Uh, what was it? What's it called? Uh, I think it was called Hollywood Propaganda. Ben Shapiro's book was excellent. He uh, he interviews a bunch of um, a bunch of movie people, movie and television people, mostly television people, and uh, he he exposes he exposes the uh, the bias the media the uh, bias of Hollywood. So this is a book you should read. It is a, it's an old book, but uh, but it's a good book. Uh, I'm just um, I'm I'm just googling it now because I don't remember the exact title of the book. It's called Primetime Propaganda: The True Hollywood Story of Television. You can find it on Amazon. It's not very it's not very expensive on Amazon. Uh, you can pick it up for like ten bucks, and it's a it's it's worth it's, it's a worthwhile read. Ben Shapiro actually goes and he uh, he exposes. Hollywood for what it is. Now, I, I just got a text message saying nothing happened to Jesse Smollett because he's black and he's gay and he's a lefty. <laughs> it's more more of him to be a lefty than black and gay. I, I don't think black and gay really factored in too much to this. I, I think he it was more because Jesse Smollett's a lefty, and lefties won't prosecute other lefties. They won't look. He's not going to. Um, he's not going to get convicted of anything. He ain't going to go to jail. He's going to get a slap on the wrist and put back out on the street and HBO or whoever hired him, whoever whoever employs him is going to continue to employ him. They took him off two episodes, but he'll be back next season. I, I can almost guarantee this. This is the way it's going to work. And it's scary. When you think about it, it's actually scary. It's scary that people could get away with this kind of thing. It's scary that the world has gone completely insane and allowed people to get away with this kind of thing. To me, it is absolutely unbelievable that we uh that we that that people that we've allowed society to get this far. We've allowed morality in society to drop to a point where this can happen. I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm screaming into the wind. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. If you want to get on the conversation, I'd love to talk to you. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show, live on the True Talk Radio Network. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we will continue. Once again, if you want to call in, the number to call is one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Children to a story rather strange but sadly true 
about a man who wears a kippah, prays three times a day like you. When he drives to work each morning, something quickly seems to change. When it comes down to his business, anything can be arranged. Go ahead and fool your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a friend. Day when it comes down to your wallet, all that's honest fades away. So, my children, you may wonder, though it seems hard to believe, that a man who looks so honest is a man who could deceive. Can't afford to pay tuition, teachers have to understand. Off a sky-high mortgage, then we'll go to Disneyland. Go ahead and fool your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a friend. Do it in the name of heaven. You can justify it in the end. I don't know where you think you're going. Come the judgment day, when it comes down to your wallet, all that's honest fades away. Money from his neighbor buys a Lexus to display. When he files Chapter 11, it's only business. It's okay. So, dear children, listen closely to this very sound advice. Greed and money will not lead you down the road to paradise. Go ahead and fool your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a friend.
Cause a little faith in God will always win And it's true, and it's true I got nothing to apologize to you I'm a son of Abraham I believe in the promised land Shouldn't you, shouldn't you, shouldn't you I don't want to change my name I got nothing to be ashamed of from you I came in the world this way and I'm going out the same gonna live my life and die as a Jew as a Jew as a Jew I got nothing to apologize to you I'm a son of Abraham I've been living the promised land shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't you This is the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1-877-669-1292. Now, we shouldn't be surprised about these uh, hate crime hoaxes. We, we've seen them before. Jesse Smollett wasn't the first one to perpetrate a hate crime hoax. For those of you living in Canada, you might remember Hijab Girl, the girl with the hijab, the 11-year-old girl with the hijab and the pair of scissors who claimed that somebody cut her hijab and the media went crazy over it, editorials and, and news story after news story after news story and it turned out to be a hoax. Those of you who live in Canada might remember that. But uh, in the States... Hoax crimes are, are a lot more common than you might think. So, so people who claim that hate crimes happen against them when they really didn't happens a lot in the States. It's against the law, by the way. And uh, people get prosecuted for filing false police um, reports if they, if they bother to file a police report. So here are some of them because I, I just want to share you, show you the, how, how crazy the media is because covered, they covered all these stories and they covered them seriously. And then they found out that they were hoaxes and they had to backtrack. This is partly why people don't trust the media anymore. Just before the 2016 election, the 111-year-old Hopewell Baptist Church was attacked with fire and graffiti that said, Vote Trump. The political message of the vandalism is obviously an attempt to sway public opinion regarding the upcoming election, said Representative Bernie Thompson, a Democratic from Mississippi. Turns out the arsonist was Andrew McClinton, he was 48 years old and an African-American member of the church. Hail Trump and FG Church. You know, you know, you know what FG stands for, I don't have to tell you. We're spray-painted on the St. David Episcopal Church in Indiana. The St. David Episcopal Church in Indiana. After the election. 
It was the gay organ player who did it. Over the course of that week, I was fearful and scared and alone too, in my fear. George Nathaniel Nathan Stank, who's 26 years old, explained, I guess one of the driving factors behind me committing the act was that I, I wanted other people to be scared with me. Yasmin Swade, an 18-year-old, told police that three Donald Trump supporters harassed her and tried to steal her hijab on a number six train in New York City. But the December 1st, 2016 alleged hate crime fell apart after fell apart almost two weeks later when Seinwald admitted that she made the whole thing up because she'd been out late drinking with her friends and was afraid that her strict Muslim Egyptian father would be angry. Eastern Michigan University uh, was vandalized for months by graffiti that said Leave N-Word and KKK. A former student, an African-American, Eddie Curlin, 29, was eventually caught. It was totally self-serving, said Robert Hughes, the uh, university's chief of police. It was not driven by politics. It was not driven by race. Now, more than 2,000 bomb threats from Jewish institutions, including the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C., were made in the first three months of 2017. My personal take is it's a statement of where we are in this country, Michael Feinstein, the chief executive of Bender Jewish Community Center of Greater Washington in Rockville, Maryland, told The Times. In March 2017, an arrest was finally made. In many of the incidents, that of a 19-year-old Jewish-Israeli-American named Michael Ron David Kadar. Kadar had been rejected from the Israeli Defense Forces over mental health issues and claimed in his defense that he had a brain tumor. Now, a few of the threats didn't come from Kadar. At least eight were the work of Juan Thompson, who's 32 years old, who was trying to frame a woman who had broken up with him. Thompson, a black journalist, had previously been fired from The Intercept for making up sources and stories. In response to his firing, he blamed the white New York media and claimed his editors were racist. 42 Jewish tombstones were toppled in Washington Cemetery in Midwood, Brooklyn in March of 2017. While officials were worried that it was an anti-Semitic attack, after an investigation, the NYPD named another suspect, the wind. It was due to neglect or weather factors like soil and dirt and wind. There's no evidence to suggest this was a case of vandalism, a police spokesman said. Five black cadet candidates were bombarded with hate speech on message boards at the Air Force Academy Preparatory School in September 2017. It turns out that the comments were written by one of the African-American cadets. CNN commentator uh, Frida Gitz didn't think that point mattered much in a follow-up report saying, quote, the election of President Donald Trump lifted the rock under which many of the hatred had been hidden allowing it to squirm out into the light, end quote. African-American Adoa Lewis, who's 20 years old, of Long Island, said that four teens yelled Trump 2016 and told her she didn't belong here and slashed her tires in September 2018, leaving a note that read, go home. She later admitted to making up the story and putting the note on her car. Union Temple in Brooklyn was defaced by messages such as die Jew rats, and Jews better be ready in early November 2018, the culprit, gay African-American James Polite, who had previously interned City Council Speaker Christine Quinn and was raised by Jewish foster parents. He was charged for hate crimes for the graffiti and set uh, and setting fires at four other Jewish temples and schools. But friends and advocates say bigotry isn't to blame. Polite is bipolar and was convinced that the FBI and CIA had taken over the city's homeless shelter system. More than 100 students marched to demand safe spaces after KKK swastikas 
and the last names of four black and Latino students were scrawled in bathroom stalls in Groucher College near Baltimore in November of 2018. But it turned out one of those graffitied names, Flynn Arthur, 21, was the person responsible. The biracial lacrosse player explained to cops that he had been drinking and he did something dumb. On December 30th, 2018, a 7-year-old African-American girl, Jasmine Barnes, was killed in a drive-by shooting. Witnesses said a white man got into a pickup truck that was nearby. We gotta call it what it is. Black people are being targeted in this country, said activist Derek Mohammed. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, a Democrat from Texas, insisted, do not be afraid to call this what it seems to be a hate crime. But the investigation led to the arrest of two African-Americans, Eric Black Jr. and Larry D. Woodruff who police believe shot into Barnes' car in case of a mistaken identity. This past New Year's Eve, three Savannah churches and civil rights museums were vandalized, raising the specter of hate crimes. But it was an African-American, Dave Smith III, who had thrown bricks through the doors. Now, video went viral on January 18th, and this is what we were just talking about. Video went viral on January 18th. Uh, at a confrontation at the March for Life in Washington, D.C., showing a group of students from Covington Catholic High School in Kentucky in some MAGA hats in a confrontation with a Native American, Nathan Phillips. They were in the process of attacking these four black individuals, Phillips told the Detroit Free Press. I was there and I was witness to all of this. And this kept on going and escalating until it got to a point where you do something or you got walk away, you know? You see something is wrong and you're faced with the choice of right or wrong. Other videos quickly proved that Phillips was lying. A group of black Israelites was taunting the Covington teens with racial insults such as, Christ is coming back to kick your cracker asses. Now, Phillips wasn't surrounded by the Covington students. He walked into the group and started banging a drum in the face of one of the kids, whose bewildered expressions had online commenters quickly label it a smirk. A lawyer for Covington students had filed a defamation suit against the Washington Post for $250 million in damages. So there you go. That's just what's happened since Trump was elected in the States. In Canada, once again, we know that uh, we had that hijab, uh, we had the hijab girl who claimed that somebody cut her hijab. But this isn't a new, this isn't a new phenomenon. It's not a new phenomenon. You have to remember, uh, way back in the early 90s, there was a traffic accident. Was it late 80s? I think it was late 80s. There was a traffic accident in Crown Heights. I'm just trying to find the um just trying to find a date. Because I think uh, 91. It was 1991. Was it? August 19th to 21st, 1991. So in August night in August 19th, on August 19th, the Lubavitcher Rebbe went to visit his wife at a cemetery near Crown Heights. On the way back, his entourage got into a car accident and a young little black boy got killed. It was an accident, a pure accident. They lost control of the car and, unfortunately, a young boy got killed. In the wake of the fatal accident, some black youths attacked several Jews on the street, seriously injuring several and fatally injuring an Orthodox Jewish student from Australia. They murdered him. Now, two weeks after the riot, a non-Jewish man was killed by a group of black men. Some believed that the victim had been mistaken for a Jew. Now, of course, those riots caused David Dinkins to be elected. But uh, this is this really what happened? Because it was it was it was it was also a made-up story 
And the man who made up the story, the man who perpetrated the myth, is still being taken seriously today. At approximately 8.20 p.m. on Monday, August 19th, 1991, Yusuf Lifrish, 22-year-old Yusuf Lifrish, was driving a station wagon with three passengers west on President Street as part of the three-car motorcade of the Lubavitcher Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, leader of the Chabad Lubavitch movement. The procession was led by an unmarked police car with two officers with rooftop lights flashing. The police car in Schneerson's automobile crossed Utilka Avenue on a green light and proceeded along President Street at a normal speed. But Litfish's vehicle had fallen behind. Not wishing to lose sight of the Schneerson's car, Litfish's vehicle either crossed Utica Avenue on a yellow light or ran a red light. There was no indication of the exact speed of the car. His vehicle struck a car being driven on Eucla Avenue, veered into the sidewalk, knocked a 600-pound stone building pillar down, and pinned two children against an iron gate covering the window of a first-floor apartment in a four-story brick building. Seven-year-old Gavin Cato the son of Guyanese immigrants who was working on the bicycle chain while the sidewalk, on the sidewalk near the apartment building on President Street died instantly. His seven-year-old cousin, Angela Cato, who was playing nearby, survived but was severely injured. Litvish believed he had the right of way and proceeded through the intersection because of a police escort. Litvish said he deliberately steered the car away from adults on the sidewalk towards the wall, a distance of about 25 yards, that's 23 meters for those of you keeping track, in order to stop the car. Litvich said that the car did not come to a full stop when it hit the building, but slid to the left along the wall and hit the children. Now, accounts differ as to the next sequence of events. After the collision, Litvich said that the first thing he did was try to lift the car in order to free the children beneath it. Members of the EMS unit who arrived on the scene about three minutes after the accident said that Litvich was being beaten and pulled out of the station wagon by three or four men. A volunteer ambulance from the Hatsala Ambulance Corps arrived on the scene about 8.23, followed by police and city ambulances. The latter took Gavin Cato to Kings County Hospital. Arriving at 8.32, Cato was pronounced dead shortly thereafter. Volunteers from a second Hutzel ambulance helped Angela Cato until a second city ambulance took her to the same hospital. Now, two attending police officers, as well as a technician for the city ambulance, directed the Hutzel drivers to remove Liftridge from the scene for his safety while Gavin Cato was being removed from underneath the station wagon. Later that evening, as crowds and rumors grew, people threw bottles and rocks. Some reportedly showed, let's go to Kingston Avenue and get a Jew. A number of black youths set off westwards towards Kingston Avenue, a street predominantly Jewish residence several blocks away, vandalizing cars and throwing rocks as they went. After the death of Gavin Cato, members of the black community believed that the decision to remove Liffich from this scene was first racially motivated. They said that this was one example of a perceived system of preferential treatment afforded to Jews in Crown Heights. The preferential treatment was reported to include biases actions of law enforcement and uneven allocations of government resources. Now, the man who, who fanned the flames of this was Al Sharpton. He referred to the Jews at the eulogy of the, uh, of the young boy. He referred to Jews as diamond dealers, and said it's an accident to allow apartheid ambulance service in the middle in, in middle of Crown Heights. A banner was displayed at the funeral that said Hitler did not do the job. So this was the uh, this is what happened at the funeral, perpetrated by Al Sharpton, who now has a show on MSNBC, by the way. Well, after the uh, funeral, riots erupted. 
About three hours after the riots began, early on the morning of August 20th, a group of approximately 20 young black men surrounded Yankel Rosenbaum. He was a 29 Jewish University of Melbourne student in the United States conducting research for his doctorate. They stabbed him several times in the back and beat him severely, fracturing his skull. Before, before being taken to the hospital, Rosenbaum identified 16-year-old Lemrick Nelson Jr. as his assailant in a lineup shown to him by the police. Rosenbaum died later that night. Nelson was charged with murder as an adult. He was acquitted at the trial. Later, he was convicted in federal court of violating Rosenbaum's civil rights and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Nelson eventually admitted that he had stabbed Rosenbaum. So when you ask the question, why is it important to counter and to oppose fake news stories? You have to always think about Yankel Rosenbaum and the Crown Heights riots. It is, it is horrifically scary that a false story, that a false narrative, a, a fake racial hoax, a hate crime hoax, much like the one that Jesse Smollett, that Jesse Smollett perpetrated on the Americans just recently, led to the death of a 29-year-old man. Now, you might say that's an extreme example, and sure, it is. Not every hate crime report leads to riots. But the potential is there. We've seen it happen. It happened in Crown Heights. Who could say that wouldn't happen again? With all this hatred being built up in the States over Donald Trump and Donald Trump supporters, with all the, the, the visceral hatred... Who's to say that somebody's not going to get killed? Because it's bound to happen. And to me, that's scary. I'm Howie Silberger, number to call, one 669 1292 1-877-669-1292. We'll take a little break. When we come back, we'll take your calls and continue with the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network.
Hashem we love In the darkness When I'm frightened Is he standing at my door? Does he watch me in my bed? We don't have to say it Cause it's all been said before I'll sing to you instead Hear it in the mountain Echo in the ocean's roll See it in the rolling clouds above Even though it's all been said Ten thousand times before We know Hashem's the world Hashem we love Now the sun knows when to shine And the birds all take to wing The earth breaks out in melody All the sleeping bears begin to wake up when it's spring Why don't you sing with me? Hear it in the mountains echo in the ocean's roar See it in the rolling clouds above Even though it's all been said ten times before we know Hashem's the world Hashem we love Hear it in the mountains echo in the ocean's roar See it in the rolling clouds above Oh, even though it's all been said ten thousand times before 
before we know Hashem's the world, Hashem we love. Na 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 la 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 Even though it's all been said ten thousand times before we know Hashem's the world, Hashem we love. Hashem's the world, Hashem we love. This is the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1-877-669-1292. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll be joined by my intrepid reporter from Toronto, Mr. Mark David. And my long-suffering producer, Mr. Sheldon Eric Fried, they'll be on the show in just a few minutes, just after 8 o'clock. We can still take your calls. We'll take your calls all evening if you want to call in. Number to call, one eight seven seven. And I said call way too many times in that sentence. But uh, if, you, if you really want to get in touch with us, you want to call into the show, you really want to talk, and you could call and call and call. Number to call. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. But in all seriousness, making false claims of hate crimes uh, really, really is a is a horrific thing, and doesn't doesn't serve anybody, and and it's not really a good thing. Uh, you know, I, I I was the victim of a hate crime not long ago, maybe two years ago in September of uh, um, well, let's see, it was two thousand two thousand sixteen, I think September two thousand and sixteen. You can look it up. There was a, a news, there were a bunch of newspaper articles written about it. I was the victim of a hate crime at Concordia University, and nobody cared. Really, nobody cared. Uh, a bunch of newspapers covered it, and uh, a couple of radio stations had called me. They wanted to interview me. I turned down all the interviews uh, because I was worried that the kind of crime that was committed against me, essentially I was, uh, I was accosted by two Arab uh, students, I, I don't know if they were students, two Arabs at Concordia University in Montreal, and told that it was an Islamic university and I had to remove my yarmulke, take my keep off. And, and I refused, and it, it really looked like it was become a physical altercation until until I defused the situation and walked away. The chaplain of the university, a, a young Lubavitch, uh, well, he's not that young anymore, but a, a Lubavitch rabbi named Yisro Bernath, Called me almost instantly after uh, after this went public and and begged me not to file a official complaint with the university. He said that uh, if I did that, I would be causing more problems for the Jewish students on campus. You see, the weak need the weak need Jewish leadership on campus was afraid of these Jew haters that had attacked me. At the end of the day. I didn't file the complaint, but not because Bernath asked me not to. I didn't file the complaint because I, uh, I chose not to. Uh, I, I wanted to make it a bigger deal. I wanted to do something bigger than just complain about it. That never happened because, once again, the weak-kneed leadership on campus refused to allow anything to happen and refused to allow me to, to organize something bigger and better. But that's what happens in North America. Our weak-kneed leadership are the ones who cause us most amount of problems. 
So if you see a, 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 a hate crime being reported, and you read about it in the newspaper, and, uh, and, and it sounds implausible, it sounds like it's impossible that this could have happened, chances are it didn't happen. Uh, you know, sometimes they do, by the way. Hate crimes do happen. But if it sounds too, too weird to be true, chances are it's not. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show. We're heard live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. right here on the True Talk Radio Network. You could subscribe to the uh, podcast, by the way. This is great news. You can subscribe to the podcast uh, through any of the podcasting services. So we're on, um, we're on everything from TuneIn Radio to iTunes to, um, to, 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 to Google Play to Mixcloud. Uh, where else are we? We're on Screecher. Uh, you, you can think of a podcast service. We're probably listed there. If not, go to another one. We're, we're listed almost everywhere. Uh, so if you miss any part of this program or you feel that you want to uh, re-listen to it or, or, or you like downloading uh, podcasts to listen on your way to work or whatever else, uh, subscribe to our podcast on the iTunes Store or, or Google Play. I mean, those are two easiest places to find it. And, um, and, and you'll have all the up-to-date episodes of the Howie Sobeka Show. You'll never miss a minute. So please feel free to, to go there and to... Subscribe to our podcast. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll be joined by my intrepid reporter from Toronto, Mr. Mark David, and my long-suffering producer, Mr. Sheldon Eric Freed. And, oh, aside from the podcast, I just want to let you know that the show airs every day on True Talk Radio. So um, if you check the schedule on True Talk Radio at truetalkradio.com and you click on the uh, live stream, I think it automatically starts playing when you get to the website. Uh, you'll be able to hear the show and all the other shows we are on True Talk Radio. There's a whole bunch of them. So check it out, truetalkradio.com. Click on Schedule. There's a full schedule of 24 hours of programming on truetalkradio.com. I'm Howie Silver. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, the Howie Silver Show continues right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Come to your rhythm, Messiahs. We'll get you higher. Get you through the door. Come to your rhythm, Messiahs, we're what you've been waiting for.
the bus in Mobile, Alabama The sun was slowly setting on the bay It was six o'clock on a summer Friday afternoon Shabbos was an hour away I walked around the town wondering what to do Shabbos is no time to be feeling blue Then I saw a man who looked the same way too I was quite relieved to find a fellow Jew I asked the man I saw how many Jews in this town He said to me there used to be a minion around But one of us passed away and we've been feeling down Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? Down Winston Avenue, a block then two more And went into a shop that read closed on the door There was a minion in the back of a hardware store Nine men waiting for one more We ushered in the Shabbos with a beautiful song The Chazen had a voice that was clear and strong we sang out as one all Shabbos long Then my riv came again, I had to be moving on I asked the man, I saw how many Jews in this town He said to me, there used to be a minion around But one of us passed away and we've been feeling down Yet now it seems as though Shabbos Minion Man was 20 years ago, but the vision is clear And I think about it now and then, cause the place is still dear And when I make this trip through Mobile once every year I remember the men who prayed here Now the minion is gone, a few died, some moved on But the back of the store still remembers this song the nine men who waited, the one came along. How Shabbos was carried on a song. I asked the man, I saw how many Jews in this town. He said to me, there used to be a minute. 
show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1-877-669-1292. And if you're just tuning in and you're saying, darn, I missed the first hour of the show, well... I have some great news for you. You can pick up this show. You can subscribe to our podcast on all the podcasting networks. So you could go to, I don't know, iTunes, and you could find us on iTunes. You could go to Google Play, and you can find us on Google Play. You go to Spotify, you can find us on Spotify. You can go to TuneIn Radio, you can find us on TuneIn Radio. You could go to uh, Mixcloud, you can find us on Mixcloud. Uh, all your, um, all, <laughs> you could subscribe to the podcast in so many different ways. Uh, but... You can, get all, you can find all the links, or at least a lot of the links, on uh, truetalkradio.com, where we also air the show live uh, live on Sunday nights, and we re-air it all week, along with a lot of other programming on truetalkradio.com. So plenty of ways to interact with the Howie Silberger Show. Uh, if you want to carry it with you, take Howie Silberger to go. Uh, that's fine, too. If you, want to, if you miss a show, it's always good to subscribe to the podcast in case you miss a show. It'll get automatically be downloaded to your device, and there it is. So you never have to miss an episode of the Howie Silberger Show. Now, it is after 8 o'clock, which means that we are joined by my intrepid reporter from Toronto, Mr. Mark David, and my long-suffering producer, Mr. Sheldon Eric Fried. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going? Excellent. How are you? Howie, Sheldon, how are you guys doing? Excellent, excellent, excellent. We're going to start calling Mark Mr. Roboto. <laughs> I, I am taking steps to locate a better um, microphone device. Um, I've been speaking with an expert who uh, is actually going to uh, help me out. It's actually a guy who was listening to the show recently. Uh, we interviewed a guy named Joel a couple of weeks ago. Uh, All right, yeah. to be my uncle as well. And he, he's got a good setup at his desk, very professional setup. said he only put it in for about 40 bucks. I said, I want it on that. So uh, help is on the way. Oh, that's good. That's good, because yeah. we've been long suffering with your with your sound problems. Oh yes, it's it's almost become like a part of the show now. Me and my bad luck with audio devices. Yeah, it's 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 all right, Mark. See, I, I Sheldon, was almost gonna you see the idea of uh, calling in on the phone because there's much better quality on my phone. But if I did that, we take up the phone lines, and obviously we don't want to do that because uh, we want people calling us. That's right. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. If you want to call in on the uh, on the phone lines, because we have a phone line. And you could call in and be part of the show, but only if you want to. one 877 You see, if they don't call in, then it's kind of a waste of a line. I, I'm paying for this line for nothing. If only they call if in, you want to. we could talk to them, right? But people don't want to call yeah. in. Hundreds of listeners, nobody wants to call in. Because you know what? They, they enjoy listening. They enjoy the listening aspect of the show. That's true. Are they afraid? Maybe no, no. I think they're, I think they're just. Ent- I think they're just entertained. We entertained them a lot. We entertain so. it like there's nobody's business. That's right. Here we are now, entertainers. 
I am the entertainer. Wasn't that a Billy Joel song, The Entertainer? I was, that was from The Sting, I think, eh? Yeah, Wasn't yeah. it from the movie The Sting, The Entertainer? Well, there, there was that wow. song, and Billy Joel sang a song called The Entertainer. Oh. The, uh, the lyric oh. I just quoted was from uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit from, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana. Yeah. 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 All right, gentlemen, uh, I, I guess I guess we should do this. We should do this uh, right off the top. Uh, by the way, um, you know we're now podcasting everywhere. The show could be picked up on a podcast everywhere. So on iTunes, on uh, on uh, Google Play, on uh, on SoundCloud, on MixCloud, on uh, Screecher, on uh, uh, I don't know all these podcasts and TuneIn, all these podcasting services where we're available. Everywhere. Never heard of Screecher before. Did you ever hear Screecher, Mark? I know Stitcher, but not Screecher. Oh, we're on Stitcher too. So that's another one we're on. Uh, we're on Stitcher. Stitcher we're on yeah. Screecher. We're on we're on all of them. So uh, uh, can I also pick it up on uh, Edison Wax Cylinder or the metal fillings in my mouth? Uh, yes, you can. Yes, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. If you close your eyes really hard and think and think really hard while, while grinding your teeth, uh, you'll be able to pick us up. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, I don't think my dentist uncle will appreciate that, but hey, you know. Uh, do you have uncles? That, so, so you have uncles that do pretty much everything, right? How many uncles do you have, Mark? <laughs> Uh, every, I have, every time we uh, talk I about have, anything, you, you say, I have an uncle that does that. <laughs> How many uncles I do have you have? I have four. One is, a, one is in New York. He's a school administrator. Uh, the, the other three are here in Toronto. One's a lawyer. One's a fellow journalist. And the other one is a dentist. Oh, a dentist. Yep. All right. So uh, let's start. Let's kick off the, uh, let's kick off the hour with, um, well, Sheldon, Eric Freed, and Cinderblock. You know what? This is something that we we've been discussing for the for the past week or two weeks, and we're wondering the situation with the CAQ government, the Coalition Avenue to Quebec. For people who don't know it, it's so that's the, the Quebec government, right? Yeah, exactly. And and it was a government that came in last October. And the thing was, people wanted change. Like this is the first thing I would see on Facebook pages, and they would say, you know, people want to change, and I would say, okay, fine, you know. Change is always good. Change, you know, change could mean many things to different people. But the thing was, they didn't realize that the t- the changes they wanted is not exactly the changes that was planned in their mind. And the thing was, one of the things that uh, when the when the CAC government got in was, and this was right off the bat, they were going to get rid of the religious symbols. It was something that was not hidden. Um, another thing that they wanted to do on the platform was they wanted to start getting rid of the linguistic school boards. And the thing was, a lot of people thought, oh, no, they're not going to do it. Since when do politicians actually keep their word that they want to start doing it? Well, as you and I have noticed, Howie, that they wanted to get rid of a lot of the religious symbols. They wanted to. Yeah. So let's get- explain that a little bit for people who don't live in Canada. We have a lot of listeners outside of Canada. So, mm-hmm. um, so essentially, the government is proposing that anybody who wears a hijab, a kippa, or uh, or any religious symbol, a cross, anything on, on anything on their body that's religious, uh, they want to ban it from uh, teachers, from uh, lawyers, uh, judges, and uh, school teachers, uh, lawyers, judges, and police officers. Mm-hmm. They they want to they want to ban them uh, from wearing anything religious. Which, yeah, uh, which if is you remember so the much National racist. Assembly for yeah. people uh, for people that are aware and are you know, people that live in the province of Quebec or in Canada and have seen the National Assembly in action, you'll notice there's a big cross, a big so, crucifix. That's that's the uh, that's the Quebec uh, government building has a huge exactly. crucifix. It's still in, hanging in, from the in National the chamber, Assembly. In the chamber, behind the speaker seat. 
exactly. But instead of them wanting to take it down, they're saying it's not a religious symbol, but it's a historical symbol. Now, where is the difference here? Now, if it would have been if it would have been a Star David, I can guarantee they would take it down in a heartbeat. They wouldn't even debate it. As far as I'm concerned, they wouldn't even debate it. Do you agree with that, that Howie? If it was the Star David, you don't think would they take it down? Do you think they would never put it up? Well, but it, let's see if they would put it up. Don't you think they would take it down? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So that's the, so that's the thing. So not not only are they a bunch of hypocrites, but you know when it when people want to vote for change, always look for all the issues and see. Yes, it's nice to vote for change, but see in the long run how it's going to affect you and me that are living in this province. It's good to vote for change, but sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for. And I think that's what's going on here with the CAQ. Exactly. And the thing is, it's the first non-liberal or non-PQ government that ever got elected into power. It's, you, it's usually either the PQ or it's the liberal government. But this is the first time a right-wing government has gotten in. But even a lot of people that are right-wing, they don't like what they're doing. I wouldn't say the uh, CAQ is a right-wing government. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider them right-wing. Uh, they would be more right-wing than, let's say, the liberals or, or, you know, they're not maybe not right-wing as the Wild Rose Party in Alberta. But uh, but uh, but they're, they're further to the right. But even the people that voted them in, all of a sudden they're saying, well, wait a minute, this is not what we voted in for. Well, those two issues that I mentioned right off the top, guys, these were issues that they've they've always said. This was nothing that all of a sudden was planned after the fact. Well, you know the uh, the that's that's one thing about human nature, and that goes across the board. Uh, any country you're in, uh, we tend to not believe when people tell us stuff clearly. So think about this for a second. Um, you know, when terrorists tell us, or, or people tell, or our enemies tell us, we want to kill you. We tend to try to rationalize that they don't really mean what they said. Maybe they said it because of this or that. No, no, when they say, I want to kill you, they don't want to kill you. When they say, when a politician says, I want to shut down the government and become a dictator, that's what they want to do. They want to shut down the government and become a dictator. If a politician tells you, I want to eliminate school boards and I want to, uh, I want to be a dictator over all education in, in, in whatever state or province you're in, that's mm -hmm. what they're going to do. Believe them. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't. And next thing you know, bingo, now, now we're in this for four years. We're, we're in this for four years now. Yeah, he started to make Doug Ford look like a kitten by comparison. Well, Doug Ford has done his damage to the province of Ontario by also cutting back a lot of funding for um, um, uh, mentally handicapped programs and for the uh, um, and plus they cut back big funding for a French school that was promised in the last when the last Liberal government came into power, they were going to fund a, a French language school in the province of Ontario. Uh, also, the minimum wage was supposed to go up, and Ford scaled that back. So there was a lot of things that, that he did that are not very popular for the people of Ontario. And then I also wonder, is Ford going to get into the next election? Well, we'll find that out when it comes to the next election. Yeah. Same, thing as the, same thing as the CAC. Will the CAC come in, or the CAQ, come in on the next election? Uh, I doubt it. And I doubt that also. Sheldon Freed, thank you so much for Center Block today. My pleasure. Mark David, Mark David, Mark yes. David, Mark David. I would play your, right. I would play your sounder, but uh, I just don't feel like it. Mark David. <laughs> oh, thanks, Howie. Mark David on. Uh, <laughs>
what a nice host. What a <laughs> all right, all right. You twisted my arm. Fair enough. Hit it. One second. One second. One second. I have to. I have to find. He it didn't now. load it up. Is what? It, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> All right. Fine. I saw that coming. <laughs> Things I have to do to get a little audio clip played on this show. <laughs> and now on the mark with Mark Davis. Good evening and welcome to On The Mark. Uh, we lead off with this story. Years ago, when Friends ruled the airwaves, the hairdo du jour was the Rachel. In 2019, there are now two popular cuts you can choose from. And if you're serious about getting them, a barber shop in Vietnam will let you emulate these iconic looks for free. According to the Huffington Post, the Hanoi-based salon is offering its clients the opportunity to have their hair styled like Donald Trump or Kim Jong-un to commemorate a meeting to be held between the two world leaders in Hanoi this week. Not surprisingly, the Kim is popular with the younger set, while older clients prefer a replica of Trump's whatever that unique hairstyle of his is called. I would go for the Trump just because it's funny. (laughs) There's more. The Trump style doesn't cut any corners as it also includes a dye job to match the color of the U.S. president's coif. Oh, yes. So not only would you get the hairdo, it would be dyed the same orangey color that his hair is. Unfortunately, Sheldon wouldn't be able to take part in that. I could do it. <laughs> not that I would, but I could do it. I wouldn't be interested anyway. <laughs> not, that you, rather, not that you could I anyway. Rather. I mean, Sheldon's kind of bald. Uh, at least I got I something. At least I got something. But don't worry, Howie. When you get my age, you will lose yours. I'm catching up to you, Sheldon. I'm catching up. Yes, you, you, yeah, you. I, I am still somewhat young, although I feel old sometimes. And uh, I have a full head of hair. I think you guys know that. I can still grow a Jufro. Um, but if I did, uh, the gray would show a lot. I've become very gray since I moved here about six, seven years ago. So um, my hair is probably going to stay where it is for a while, but uh, it'll go gray before it starts to fall out. That happens. Yep. It does. Yeah. All right. Anyways, what, what else do you have, Mark? Speaking of prominent world leaders, their statements and viewpoints are often highly divisive. And if you listen to this show, you certainly know that to be the truth. Even when they are no longer in power, however, some people still bristle at their every word, even if they are not truly speaking. The Huffington Post reports that a man in New York City scored an instant smash hit when he destroyed the glass display window of a Harlem lingerie shop because he claimed a mannequin featuring the likeness of former U.S. President Barack Obama was speaking to him. 41-year-old Rewell Altunaga was arrested after he threw a cinder block, there's that name again, cinder block, uh, at the store's window which featured the former commander-in-chief dressed as a prince and the current president dressed as a princess, complete with MAGA hat. He then dragged the Obama mannequin out and began attacking it. Store owner Glenn Buzetti told the New York Daily News at Altunaga, an ardent Trump supporter, claimed that the Obama mannequin was speaking to him and he did not like what it was saying. I'm not sure who the bigger dummy here is, the suspect or the target of his rage. Wow, that's special. 
Yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> it's okay to not like Obama. It's also equally okay to like Trump. But to go to that level and claim that not only do you not like Obama, but um, uh, a mannequin featuring his likeness is, is saying things to you, uh, I don't know. I think this guy has to have his head examined. He may be a few sprinkles short of a donut or a few no noodles short of a good bowl of chicken soup. All right, Mark, we're going to interrupt you for a second and go to Melbourne, Australia, and say hi to my friend Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Oh. Hi, Howie. Hi, Sheldon. Hi, Mark. Hey, Hello. Nathan. How's it going? Good. I just want to chime in on the Donald Trump uh, hairdo. Yeah, would you like, uh, would you like, would you like that haircut, John Nathan? Long. Would you like that haircut, Nathan? Would, would you like... No, no way, Howie, because <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't suit me. I'm a little bit bald on top. Ah, you and Sheldon. What about the, the Kim Jong-un? Yeah. To go for that? And um, the summit's coming up on, uh, this week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing the coverage of this. It should be fun. Uh, what, uh, and uh, guys, what do you think will happen there? Do you think uh, there will be a bit of movement? They'll both be going for haircuts. Yes. <laughs> Trump will get his hair styled right. and vice Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking that'd, that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> they came out with I'm each other's a photoshopped image of them with each other's haircuts, and it looks pretty bizarre. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be cool if they if they actually did it and they came out for the conference with each other's hairstyles. Why not? Yeah, our our, our summer has just has finished. Uh, it's nearly finished. And we're going into spring, but we've got very warm weather in, in Melbourne at the present moment. Yeah, what's the temperature there, um, Nathan? Uh, today it's going to be um, over 90 Celsius. Whoa. Sheldon, what's the Nine, temperature? 90 Celsius. Ninety Celsius, holy boat! Sheldon, what's oh, no, 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 no! I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Ninety Fahrenheit. Oh, Sorry. good. Phew. Oh, okay, so that's thirty-two that's Celsius. Better. Okay. Yeah, okay. ninety Celsius. You'd be yeah, uh, thirty-two Celsius. You, you'd be boiling like briskets in your you'd home. Be a, you'd, you'd, yeah, I'd be boiling. You would be an omelet <laughs> on a skillet. And by the end, by the end of the week, we're we're going to have over a hundred Fahrenheit. Wow, Sheldon, what, what's the temperature in Montreal, Sheldon? Temperature in Montreal, oh my God, it's uh, about plus two, plus three uh, Celsius. See? see, we're catching oh, up to right. you, Nathan. We're catching up yeah, to we're you. We're catching up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much for calling from Melbourne. I appreciate it. Take care, Nathan. That was, uh, that was Nathan from Melbourne, Australia. All right, if you want to call in, you could do so. Number to call, one 669 1292 That's one 669 1292 Mark, we interrupted on the mark, so, uh, so yes, what else do you have? Uh, for, for what it's worth, it's plus one and with some light snow here in Toronto right now. Oh, we don't care. All right. <laughs> well, you know, uh, this is a show that provides you with the truth, and if that's the truth, then let's continue on. <laughs> uh, speaking of things you probably don't care about, uh, this week's random.org random five-digit number is 29872. Is that, that the temperature number? in Toronto, Mark? No, if it were 29,872 <laughs> degrees outside, you'd go outside and you would turn to dust. <laughs> you would become dust or ash or something. You'd become tomorrow's omelet. <laughs> Yesterday's yes. omelet. Uh, I, I, I often joke that if someone who is pale, uh, you know, the sunlight can turn me from zero to lobster in a matter of minutes, I would go way past lobster. I'd burn to a crisp. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, 29872 is the random.org five-digit number. Uh, that number could come in handy for your lottery needs. And if it does, the Howie Silverger Show and its staff are entitled to 30% of the winnings. Oh, there we go again, Sheldon. Another 30%. You can't what? get 100 yeah. It's supposed to be 33 and a third. Yeah, no, well, 100%, 100% of the winnings and split up between all three of us, 33 and a third. Right. Um, but... Mark, you have to readjust that. Huh? Yeah, really. Come on. I feel, I feel I'm, I, I've denied us a significant financial gain. Huh. Yeah, we can't. Have that. Mark's not much of an entrepreneur, apparently. Yeah. I'm not, uh, but I, I, I will fix this. <laughs> uh, that number again, uh, if you didn't hear it before, 29872. 29472. 29872. 29872. There's no four in it. It's no. a five number, not a six. Oh, if you put a four in there, it would sound like a telephone number. Two nine four? No, that's that'd be six digits. Doesn't oh, work. True. Yeah, I don't know what country you're trying to call, but um... <laughs> now you're making me think too hard. <laughs> See what well, happens on a Sunday night, guys. <sighs> our job is to make you think here on the Howie Silberger Show, and also on on the mark because we're committed to helping you win with words. Our word of the week is Navis. N A E V O U S. A noun which refers to something that is spotted or freckled. For example, I have a very navis face. If you've seen me in person, I am quite navis. I have to. I have to admit, Mark is very navis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Not nervous, but navis. Sometimes too navis for us. Yeah, I should have been ginger. I, I have the skin and the eye color for it, but I, I, uh, um, no. Was the name of that old show Dennis the Navis? Uh, it was Dennis the Menace, but as I understand it, he was quite Navis. I thought oh. Mr. Mitchell was Mr. Navis also. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And they lived in Navisville, right? <laughs> I was feeling very Navis before an exam once. Oh, were you? Yeah. How Navis were you? Oh, God, I was just so Navis. I was just trembling. It's too Navis for me. <laughs> then suddenly I felt the Navisness take over, and I looked at my arms, and suddenly there were... Many more uh, Navis spots there than there were before. Wow. I'm like, uh-oh. I'm having a Navis breakdown. That is that is way too much Navis for me. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mark. All right. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, Mark has a game for us, and you could join in, and you could play with us. <laughs> Mark, Sheldon, we're inviting the audience I'm, to play with us, I'm right? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying a word about that. I wouldn't touch that one with a forklift. Exactly. Sheldon, Sheldon wants the audience to play with him, and <laughs> the, way, the way to do that... <laughs> It's smart Alec. <laughs> the, the way to do that is to call in at one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. You can play with Sheldon. Uh, we I have with Howie. You can call me Howie. <laughs> wow, you can that... call me Mavis. I guess Sheldon is a playmate now. Just, just don't call me. Just don't. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, just no wonder I'm long suffering. Just don't call yeah, me in the morning. Um. <laughs> All right, and if you missed any part of this show, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes. You could go to the Google Play Store. You could go to Screecher. You see, I like the name Screecher. I keep pushing Screecher. You could go to uh, TuneIn. You could go to SoundCloud. You could go to MixCloud. Anywhere that uh, podcasts are uh, are subscribed to. Or, or even easier, you don't have to go searching anywhere. Just go to truetalkradio.com and click on the link. <laughs> That's the easiest way to do it. Uh, subscribe to the podcast and be part of the Howie Silberger Show experience. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we will continue with, uh, with a game. Mark, what's the game called? The game is called Change Up. With the game Change, the game Change Up, you could call in and be part of the game. You could play with us. 
at one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Full of glory, the galaxy so brilliantly related. Ultimately, high on that first page of our story, until the time our parents were created. An envious brother came through a blow so mad and chilling. Never did recover It's really so insane All our selfishness that's killing That stranger who's our sister and our brother So listen, brother, listen, friend Just a little smile, a helping hand children to treat your fellow friend like they were you and then we all will find some peace of mind in unity ages rushing by writing chapters full of sorrow webs of self-destruction we are weaving cause if we don't even try There's no hope for tomorrow So what's it all worth If we are not achieving So listen, brother, listen, friend Just a little smile, a helping hand We all will find a loving, kind humanity We must teach our children to Treat our fellow friends like they
Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. Hey, 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 Josh fought the battle of Jericho. Jericho, Jericho, yeah, Josh fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. I can tell you about Isaiah. I can tell you about Moses too. When Joshua blew them trumpets at Jericho, yeah, the walls came tumbling down. Hey, 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 Josh fought the battle of Jericho. Jericho, Jericho, yeah, Josh fought the battle of Jericho and the walls. Bigger show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1 And if you missed any part of this show, you could pick up the podcast on all the podcasting services. Go to iTunes. You could go to, uh, I don't know, Google Play. You could go to Screecher. You could go to TuneIn Radio. You could go to uh, Stitcher. Any, anywhere that podcasts are offered, that's where we're listed. And you can pick up the podcast of this show. Uh, the podcast will usually be uh, put up almost immediately after the show. So feel free to go to any of these places. You go to Mixcloud. Uh, but the easiest way to find a podcast and anything else, all the other information about this show and uh, everything else about True Talk Radio, is to go to truetalkradio.com. All the links are there. All the um, Everything's there. So just go to truetalkradio.com, and you can find ways to, uh, to find a show when it's not live and when you're not listening to the stream. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Subscribe to the podcast. Be part of the True Talk Radio experience. Uh, Sheldon, Eric Fried, Mark David are here. Sheldon wants you to play with him. Oh, so, for heaven's sake. So give him a call at one 669 1292 You'll have a good time. It's always fun to play with Sheldon. To play with us. To play with us. To play the game with us, people. It's always guaranteed. It's almost guaranteed to be a good time. It's, it's guaranteed fun with Sheldon if you call and play with him. Long-suffering, huh? one 669 1292 That's 1-877-669-1292. That's uh, why I got the name. Not just long-suffering anymore, Sheldon. Long-suffering, fun-loving, playful producer. That's uh, true. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been marked. Uh, all right. Mark David has a game for us. Uh, Mark, yes. tell us about the game. The game is called Change Up. It is a game of amazing anagrams. What amazing. I do is I give you a clue to a, a word, and by rearranging or reversing the letters in the word, you can get an entirely new word. Okay, but first you have to find a word. That's the, He gives yes. you a clue to find a word, and then you have to rearrange the words into an anagram to, uh, to answer yes. the question. It's a double-barreled clue. You get a clue to the before and also to the after. So with that in mind, are you guys ready to play? I know Sheldon is. Sheldon's always ready to play. He always wants people to play with him. Yes. Yes. We'll leave it at that. Okay. I've got a I got a couple of words here for you. Let's let's take I a got look. a couple of words too, but I can't <laughs> see it on the air. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, I get it. It's not the same words you're thinking of, Mark. <laughs> no, I know what those words are. And no, we can't say them on the air, even though we could, but we choose not to no, because no, we're I'm civilized human beings. one 1292 is the number to call. Okay. Play with Sheldon. Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, 
in the famed words of Tom O'Connor, there's never a cross word on this show. And uh, <laughs> let's let's check out this this clue. So rearrange the letters in this word for a curve to get a word for a personal transportation device. Both words have three letters. Rearrange the letters in what? I'm sorry, I missed the beginning. Rearrange the letters in this word for a curve to get a word for a personal transportation device. You got three letters in each word. Three letters in each word. Yep. How many words are there? There's one, and you're trying to turn it into another, and both are going to have three letters because so you're rearranging some letters. Another word for curve. Curve. To get a personal transportation device. The object is once you know one word, you can play around with the letters and get the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Another word so for transportation device with three letters. Before that, it's a curve, also with three Another letters. Another word for a curve is a bend. That's four. I know. <laughs> Uh, arc. Arc is another one. Arc is, is, is the curve. Rearrange those letters and you get uh, one. A car. That's right. You got it. Well, that was hard. No, there are varying levels of difficulty, but sometimes you have a situation where you can turn one word into two or more words. Here's an example of that. Rearrange the letters in this word for museum staple to get words for what paradise was paved with and a type of vermin. Okay, museum staple. So, what would be a museum yes. staple? Would that be a stat? Would that be a statue? No, I'll give you the number of letters. It may help you. Three. Another three-letter word. Another three-letter museum staple. So What's in a museum? Lots of three things. Three-letter really. words. Exhibit. I'm just trying to think. Okay. Exhibit. Uh, what, what is the art? Art and, art. and it's rat. Rat is the vermin. Art is what's in the museum. Uh, what was paradise paved with? Tar. You got it. Okay. Hey, not bad there. You and I... Uh, hey, we're actually working together. I'm playing with Sheldon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is good. Here we go. Do not adjust your radio sets, people. You, you can play with Sheldon, too, by calling one eight seven seven. with Howie and Mark. one 877 To play with us. <laughs> I don't want to say anything I shouldn't, but isn't there another number people should call if they want to play with Sheldon? No, no, get... just one 877 That's the number to play with Sheldon. Sheldon and has, Mark and Howie. Sheldon has a toll-free number so you can play with him. <laughs> That's enough. He's, he, pays yeah. for the, he pays for the call. That's oh, enough. <laughs> Actually, there's enough letters in Sheldon to make a phone number. It's seven letters, so it works. That is yeah. true. One eight seven seven, whatever the equivalent on your phone keypad that spells Sheldon, you'll go right to Sheldon and you can play. Yeah. With Sheldon. With Mark yeah. Howie, too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's let's go to another one. This is another one with uh, with one possible answer. So rearrange the letters in this word for a makeshift watercraft. To get a word that might pollute the air. It's a four-letter word this time. Watercraft? Makeshift watercraft. And you rearrange the letters and you get... Okay, so the word's raft and the and the, and the last word is fart. Yeah, then that's, that's exactly right. You got it. That's very good, Howie. <laughs> you guys are getting good at this. Sheldon thing. didn't even get the question yet. <laughs> you had a few weeks to sit on it and now you've... Uh, oh, he sat on it, all right. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, you know, Sheldon didn't was... even. Shel, wait, wait. I, I just want to clarify that Sheldon didn't even understand the question when I had the answer. <laughs> I, just, I just want to make this clear. Yeah. <laughs> Sheldon so, was asking so you to clarify the question. And Mark. Oh yeah. <laughs> he who smelt it dealt it. He who denied it supplied it. So. Exactly. 
<laughs> oh, that's just a bunch of beans, people. Uh, okay, that was probably that. that was probably the best scene in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> oh gosh! Yes, yes, yes! All the methane in the world. <laughs> Oh, Holy you know, cow. you know, you know, AOC in uh, in the states that that uh, that that uh, congressman congresswoman from uh, New York, uh, Alexandra yeah. Cortez, whatever her name is there, right? Ocasio yeah. Cortez. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she had a problem with farting cows last week, didn't she? That's actually true. Yeah, that, that was her new green deal. She wanted to get rid of cars and farting cows. Yeah, and people Seriously? thought she was. People thought she was just a gas. Yeah. I thought we had problems with politicians up here in Canada. Oh, you know, no, no, no. Uh, politicians in the States are way worse. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Got enough, we, we got enough overgrown gas bags up here, folks. But oh, yeah, yeah, I know we do. You ain't stuff. seen nothing yet, really. You know what? When there's lots of smog in downtown Toronto, it's not just because of the weather. It's because of all the stuff that's happening at Queen's Park. That's true. Hello. Hello. All right. Uh, what... um. Okay, uh, um, uh, uh, give us another one, Mark. Try that again. Because maybe Listen. maybe Sheldon will be able to get the question before I have the answer. Oh, smart. yes, yes. So <laughs> this this is one that's interesting because it's got five possible answers. All right, this is a big one. Rearrange the letters in this word for common kitchen accessories to get words for a well-known traffic law, a confirmation of a choice, uh, what dreidels do. And or, or what dreidels are and what an X might mark. Five possible words. Each one's got four letters. Okay, so one's pot top. Okay, you got pots. That's right. That's that's the kitchen accessory. And you got tops. That's what dreidels are. Yeah. And uh, we got to find a traffic law, confirmation of a choice, and what an X might mark. Okay. Yeah, using those letters. You know most of them already, so, so uh, play around with them and see what so, you get. So one of them is pot, st- spot? Uh, yeah, spot is what an X might mark. That's right. You got uh, th- four out of five so far. Uh, three out of five, sorry. You got, you're still looking for a traffic law and the confirmation okay, of a choice. traffic law is stop. Stop, right. Okay, one more. And confirmation of what? Of a choice. Confirmation of a choice. Yes. Post. Opt. Post. Yeah. Sheldon got it. It's opts. Opts. So pots becomes stop, opts, tops, and spot. So that's pretty interesting. That is very interesting. Nicely done. A good, a good team effort there. That was a big one. Okay. Uh, shall we go on? Sure. Sure. Only looking for one this time. Uh, change one letter in this word for a popular dessert to get the name of a drink you might enjoy with it. Four letters. Four letters. Popular dessert. Yep. Change one letter in this word. So you're changing a letter. You're not rearranging. You're reversing. You're changing one letter for another. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cake, From coke. G- cake and coke, and that's right and right. Huh. I got it, Sheldon. I got nice it. Not, and I understood the question this time. Wow, how about yeah. that? You guys, are on fire. you guys I'm are on fire. Get Wonderful. the extinguisher, yeah. Yeah, the fire department because we got ourselves a blaze here. It's like ninety Celsius here, and you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's keep that hot streak going. Uh, I'll give you another one now. Uh, rearrange the letters in the nickname for a popular sports franchise to get a word that describes what its fans might have after a victory. Four letters again. Popular sports franchise. Yes, four letters. Uh, nickname for a popular sports franchise. To get a word that describes what its fans might have after a victory. Probably pabs. 
Habs. 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 H A B S. Oh, Habs. Oh, Habs is your sports franchise. Yes, you're one. You're one away, and now uh, they would have a bash. The... And what was that? A bash. Habs and bash. Right. There you Again. go. Wow, well, you guys are are just crushing it tonight. Whew. We're not tired. Really you see, Sheldon, you're not tired tonight. You see, that's what happens when you're away. So you're really on your respective A games, and that's very good. Shall we press on? When she, when Sheldon takes his medication, this is what happens. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, uh, when we're all operating on all cylinders, that's great. I'm still working <laughs> off the same cup of coffee from this morning. I feel great. <laughs> I have all the energy in the world, guys, so we can keep this going as uh, long as we want. I um, I don't drink coffee. Oh, I do. You're the I only one I know in radio that doesn't drink coffee. I don't. I have smoke. one cup in the morning, and that's all I need. I can work off that for a whole day. I don't smoke. I don't drink, and I don't uh, do drugs. I don't drink, smoke, or do drugs, but I do enjoy a nice cup of Joe in the morning with breakfast. And yes, been, me and too. I've, I've been in radio a long time, and um, yeah, I don't smoke, drink, or do drugs. So. There and you you've seen some of the parties how people smoke, drink, and God knows what. I've, I've, oh, I've been I've, to some of the parties where people smoke, drink, and God knows what. Yeah, exactly. Not have I. Not pretty, but anyway. No. Uh, shall we go on to another word? Sure. Let's sure. do it. Uh, rearrange the letters in this primary word in this word for a primary Prada offering to get a helpful garden accessory. It's four letters. Primary Prada offering. Primary Prada offering to get a helpful garden accessory. Oh, I, I heard an answer there from Sheldon. Repeat it. Hose. Hose. Hose is the garden accessory. So I guess we're working backwards. Rearrange those, and you get a primary Prada offering. Shoes. Shoes, shoes. Shoe and hose. Well, those are your words, and you're right again. She had like a ding sound effect. I'll work on that. Ding. Ding. Yeah, that'll work for now. Yeah. When you don't have the means, you make your own. First rule of radio. Okay. Uh, shall we go on? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Rearrange the letters of this word that describes a snail's pace to get a name for a wise for wise winged predators four letters again predators snails repeat it again repeat that again rearrange the letters in this word that describes a snail's pace to get a name for wise winged predators Ouch. snail's pace to yes a wise. snail's pace wise winged predators okay predators predators okay uh, that's owl I mean, wing pred predators, I would even think of the bat. That's, Bats. Uh, yep, but uh, actually that could Bats. be the subject of a future clue. Uh, but uh, I heard owls from Howie. Owls is right. Those are wise-winged predators. You know, wise is an owl. Yeah. So change those letters around and uh, you get a snail's Slow. Slow. Slow, yeah. well, slow and steady wins the race, but you guys are are fast and you're getting these right so that's uh, that's another one in the w all call. right hold on one second guys if you if you want to play in if you want to play in if you want to play with us with sheldon especially oh, you can give stop. us a call at one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. if you think you're as good as we are at these games and mark didn't share any of these answers with us um but if you feel that you're as good as we are at this game give us a call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. go ahead mark. yep okay this one has four possible answers uh four letters again and rearrange the letters in this name of a TV wife to get words for lubricants, a tall rural structure, and a plant seeds paradise. Four letters for all. Plant seeds paradise would be bean? No. Rural structure uh, would be barn? 
No. No. Rural structure, a tall rural structure would be silo. A tall rural, a silo, right? Yeah. That's one. Lois. So now you're looking for a TV. Lois. Mark. What? Lois. Lois, right, from Family Guy. And uh, lubricants are what? Or uh, soil? Gels? No, uh, we got Lois and Silo. You're using those letters, so. Oils. Oils. Oils, yeah. yes. And the last one, a plant seeds paradise. Soil. Soil. Well, that's right. You got it. Right. Right you are. You guys are just moving along, and you are doing such a good job. And we are out of time, unfortunately. All right. All right. Wow, does we'll time fly when you're having fun? And playing time with when you're playing word games and playing with Sheldon. Time is playing with uh, Howie and playing with Mark. <laughs> time, yes. time, time flies when you're playing with Sheldon. I'm going to um, do a disclaimer. Every time you say it, I'm going to say, Howie, Mark, Howie, Mark, Howie, Mark. <laughs> and people will think something's wrong with you. Yeah, well, they think something's wrong with me now or radio. <laughs> I want to thank uh, I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank Sheldon and Mark for being here. I want to, and thank, I'd like to thank the people that don't listen. I want to thank all who listen and thank all who don't listen. I want to remind you that you could download. Um, well, you download. Go. You could join the. Uh, you could subscribe. Okay, English. Try it again. All right, one second. Let me back up. Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> What a way to end the show when he's... You, you can subscribe to the podcast by going to your favorite podcast subscribing service. We are listed there. Just uh, <laughs> just subscribe. <laughs> there goes the bloopers. Uh, oh, yeah. Just go to truetalkradio.com. All the information is there, okay? Thank you for joining us. We will see you again next week. Have a great week. I'm Howie Silberger. He's Sheldon. He's Mark. And this is the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network.
coming through real strong. It's the start of something big. We can't be wrong.